Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Busy Blooming podcast. This is a very exciting day on the podcast because we are doing our first ever episode about content creation and influencing and the business side of all this stuff. I have never, ever done a whole episode on this. We usually, as you guys know, if you are a listener of the podcast, we talk a lot about work, work life, negotiating your salary, imposter syndrome, hustle culture, just like really anything to be your best self, both at work and also in your personal life. We do a lot of productivity, advice, like we're really just all about empowering each other on this podcast. And if you guys are new, by the way, my name is Tess. I'm 25. I li- I'm actually, I'm 25 for like two more weeks. So I'm going to hold on to that as long as I can. I'm 25. I work and live downtown Toronto. I'm the founder of Busy Blooming. And there's just a lot to this brand. I still am trying to figure out our elevator pitch because 2022 has been a very formative year for this company and this brand and this podcast because we did an entire rebrand. We've launched a bunch of new sub-businesses under busy blooming um but yeah our whole brand and just everything we do here is all about empowering women and connecting women and we have like thousands and thousands of women in our community and this podcast is the busy blooming podcast it's all about the same mission as well and as of last week you guys we are officially two days a week on the busy blooming podcast so every monday is with me it's like work bestie energy negotiating your salary career productivity everything like that just really to be your best self we have guests a lot of different tips advice and it's hosted by me and then Friday our first first ever Friday episode went live last week that is the busy blooming happy hour show with me and Alexis my co-host and she's on the busy blooming team and oh my gosh that episode it's like unhinged energy bringing you like happy hour energy every single Friday and I just wanted to say before we get into the episode we posted our first ever like two days a week episode last week so it was our first ever busy blooming happy hour show on Friday last week like a few days ago and that episode was the most downloads we have ever ever received in busy blooming history so we launched this podcast a year and a half ago in May 2021 and that episode on Friday is like the most listens downloads we've ever received within 24 hours and I've just so excited that you guys are excited it's definitely like a different energy a different vibe as you guys I'm sure know with me and Alexis and it's just so fun to sit down and chat about everything and play games and do polls and just like really be like happy hour energy and it's just so fun and I'm so happy you guys liked it and we're like really you guys really like showed up and came out for the Friday episode so I'm excited that you guys are excited every Friday we'll be there and I just wanted to say a huge thank you because it means the absolute world to both me and Alexis her and I were just texting about it and we're just so 
proud of the show and so excited that you guys are excited and we love this community so much and I just want to say a huge thank you for all the support on our new show on Fridays. I'm sitting down recording this intro to the episode on Sunday evening, so right before this episode goes live, and I've just had the busiest, most fun weekend ever. So if you guys don't follow me on anything, I post a lot on TikTok and Instagram, and on TikTok I posted this vlog of going to the Taylor Swift club night and I know a lot of people in the busy blooming community are Swifties and I definitely felt that on on Friday we posted this post about Taylor Swift as your co-workers which you guys loved and Alexis and I are going to do a obviously Alexis is probably the biggest Swiftie I know and we're going to do a big deep dive into the album and everything on our Friday episode but on Friday I went to a Taylor Swift club night so there's this company T-Swift dance party they go around Toronto or they go around Canada and they rent out clubs and they do like Taylor Swift nights and it's mostly like all girls blasting Taylor Swift it's so fun and I actually have a couple friends from TikTok that were going so I got to go with them into the TikTok like area on the stage it was so fun it was just so fun to like meet everybody and I felt like so cool to be a part of like the TikTok crew you know Everyone who I was with had like 5 million followers or at least like hundreds and hundreds of thousands. So it was really fun for me to like meet everybody and kind of fangirl is really, really fun. And the best part of the night by far was that they were busy blooming girlies at the Taylor Swift club night. Like, can you think of anything more iconic than all of us together in a club? blasting Taylor Swift like it was just so fun and I just wanted to say like every time I say this all the time but every time I meet somebody from the busy blooming community whether you're a part of our marketplace or you listen to the podcast or you're in our Facebook group or Instagram like anything I just every single time I am so so excited and shocked at how similar all of us are and we all just get along immediately and it's so 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 fun and I feel like recently on social media I've really been trying to be more unfiltered I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately and not like I'm having an, an identity crisis at 25 almost 26 but I feel like I think we talk about this a lot in this podcast it's like you have different sides to your personality and for me I think a lot of Actually, maybe this isn't right, and let me know what you guys think, but I feel like, for me, I've built this brand. I started on YouTube about two years, like three years ago in 2020. I started posting nine to five work vlogs on YouTube, and just everything I've really posted for the last three years on social media has been like corporate girly guides and negotiating your salary, my nine to five life, and so, so, so much work, and then obviously launching this brand, Busy Blooming. It's all like work related, and that's really how we started, and so I feel like I've always really tried not to be filtered and ingenuine, but I haven't really showed, I feel like it's interesting because I feel like when people meet me, they're always, they tell me they're always so surprised by how um, loud and outgoing I am because I think more recently they've been showing that side to me a lot more on this podcast and stuff. But for the last few years on social media, I think I've been more um, on the other side of my personality where I'm trying to be more like tips and tricks. And it's also been different, I feel like, because I've always been employed somewhere else. And so the last few months, this has been the first time in my life I've done social media without 
feeling like my boss is watching my content and so I've always been definitely a little filtered like I never wanted to talk about like being hungover or anything like that because I always was like my boss is watching everything I'm posting but now as you guys know the last year really since March I've been completely 100% doing busy blooming and content full-time and and the marketplace and all that stuff full-time so it's been interesting because I feel like I'm almost like free to just really really be myself and be a little bit more unfiltered and less worried about coming across a certain way and I don't know let me go know if you guys disagree with this but I just feel like recently I've been a lot more I I think I've been a lot less worried about trying to seem a certain way because I think being someone who posts a lot about work and how to negotiate your salary and all this like work stuff I always felt like I had to kind of be a little bit more professional and, and filtered and stuff like that and I never wanted to sound kind of like a valley girl or you know talk a certain way but that is just kind of who I am honestly in my real life and yeah I just feel like every time people meet me they're like oh my god you are so I don't I don't even know the right word I'm trying to think like energetic I guess um but yeah I think recently I've just been having a lot more fun like with this podcast and on socials and TikTok and and everything because I just can really genuinely be like my more social self and I also just think like you can be two things like you can and I really feel like I am a good um, example of that like you can be very like serious and talk about like self-help and deeper thoughts and corporate life and work and professional life and all like existential topics which I love doing you guys you guys know if you listen to this podcast that's a lot of what the show is but you can also be the type of person to have all these other sides to you we were talking about Taylor Swift and maybe a more like basic (laughs) vibe and I don't know I feel like I've always been a little bit honestly to be completely honest self-conscious of that and I think I, I think it's just because I'm getting older I'm like it's just it is what it is and I think that has actually been a really good thing because it's been way more fun to meet people and grow this community and I think so many of us are so similar so anyways it's just been a really really fun weekend and it, it just got me thinking like as I meet people it just gets me thinking more of like how excited I am about this community and everyone who listens to the podcast and is just the best like helping each other negotiate our salary and then also being excited by Taylor Swift like that's really really the energy of this entire brand and I I love it anyways with that being said it kind of actually leads us in to this episode because I have never done an episode about content creation once on this podcast since starting the show in May of 2021 and I really really wanted to do this episode with somebody who I first of all really look up to but also just somebody who knows so so much about the creator space. Of course, I have all of my thoughts and experiences and things, but Claire, who we have on the episode today, is a TikTok coach and a creator coach. But I specifically wanted Claire on the podcast this week because I feel like just for our community, she's such a good fit because she looks at content creation and influencing as a business. And to me, that is like so unique, I think, in a way. And she really breaks down like how to have a business mindset she talks about like lead generation content and outreach content and nurture content and strategizing and I think for our community that is just so so us and I yeah one thing about me like I can joke around about basically everything I'm very sarcastic which you guys know I've really I feel like I have a good sense of humor but when it comes to making fun of influencers and making fun of people who do content creation and being like oh my goodness she's so cringe for like posting on TikTok 
that is like the one area I just it actually bugs me so much because I feel like people really really hate on influencers and content creators a lot and over the last three years since posting on YouTube and now moving over to TikTok Instagram content creation has been such a essential part of my business and my life and it has really obviously like changed my life which I've said before even as someone who doesn't have 10 million followers and I'm so passionate about it because there are so many amazing things that come from content creation that has nothing to do with like followers and free products and all this stuff but for me like content creation has allowed me to start a business I've met so many friends it's such such a good way to meet friends even if you're not trying to gain a following like meeting friends and making a community through social media you can give people advice you can help people you can again launch a business and of course you can also have a source of income it can make you be able to save up for something or pay off that debt like maybe it could be your full-time job and I think social media and content creation is just so special to me because it has allowed me to meet thousands of people and bring people together and really just empower each other to be the best version of ourselves. whether it's you know negotiating your salary or connecting with somebody through our marketplace and having coffee chats or just like becoming friends and meeting at you know the Taylor Swift club night or like whatever it is I just feel like social media to me has been so special and content creation and influencing it it can be whatever you want and I always tell everyone I'm like you should be on TikTok you should post on TikTok or Instagram or start a podcast like just share something because you could make it whatever you want you don't have to post vlogs or outfits or anything like you can post whatever like tips or sharing a cause that you're passionate about or your recipes or sharing your story and sharing your experiences and connecting people that way and I think social media is just such a good way to empower each other and have that knowledge sharing and I don't know I just I love content creation so much and I just really want to encourage you guys that never ever ever let someone make you feel silly or stupid or whatever for posting on social media and creating content because we will always always do things in life that people don't understand and that is totally okay because there are so many people out there who do get it the girls who get to get it and I just want to encourage you that if you're listening to this episode and you've always kind of had in the back of your mind like starting something on content creation or on TikTok or whatever it can really be whatever you want and we need to just support each other more and let each other do things that make us happy and I know everyone in our community is like that but I just feel so passionately that we should be able to be excited that someone else is doing something that they love and that makes them happy and it can be just be fun okay so let's get into it we have Claire Liz on the podcast I have been a fan of Claire for I don't even know like two years I found her right when she first started posting content she used to do more fashion content and content creation tips on TikTok and now her main account is fully fully dedicated to posting tips for creators. Claire has over 130,000 followers on TikTok over 3 million likes and I really like how again like she has that business lens on it but I also love that she is a creator coach and every single day she meets with different creators on TikTok on Instagram really coaching them through business plans and how to make your content creation journey grow and how to find your wide content pillar and everything she gives the best like strategic real genuine unfiltered advice and I love that we went through so so many good topics today like YouTube shorts versus TikTok versus Instagram and how to plan your content and how to be more confident we also chatted a little bit about New York Fashion Week which was so fun because she had such good content on that and I know you guys are gonna love this interview so I hope you enjoy it and let's just get into it with Claire 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love your content. I feel like you invented that pink headband. Like, you were the blueprint of the people who have the headband. <laughs> literally, so for New York Fashion Week, which I know we're, like, probably going to talk about, but yeah, yeah. girls would come up to me and they're like, I recognize your voice. Like, you're the girl that wears the pink headband. And yes. I was like, whoa, this is, like, my brand. It's <laughs> like, verse, it totally sponsor is. me. I always email them. I'm like, let's work together because I love your stuff. I love their products and, it's like, their headband. Like, whatever. Yeah, I, I see people wearing that headband all the time. And I swear it's because of your TikToks. Because I'm like, <laughs> I, I want one of those headbands now. It's so iconic. I get comments on every single one of those. Like, how do I buy it? How Because I, I don't think they have, yeah. they used to have it on the website. And now they don't. You have to like oh. spend $45 to get it or something. They do promotions on it. I always post it on my stories. I'm like, guys, get the headband. <laughs> I love it. I wear it. Like, I, I almost wore it to this. But I was like, I can't. Like, I, <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> It's like you always have it on all the time. I literally like all, most- like on my coaching calls, I will always wear it. And sometimes the girls are like, you're wearing the headband. I was like, yeah, I wear it. Like first thing I do when I wake up, I put it in. It's like, I'm always yes. wearing it. It's so iconic. I, I feel like that is probably the best, like the most recognizable thing. If anyone's listening to this, you're like, okay, yeah, no, I definitely know the girl with the pink headband who just Yeah, exactly. Like, it's totally. like my voice and the headband. That's all you yeah. need to know. Okay. So I wanted to chat to you about New York Fashion Week before we get into it, because I loved the content you posted about it. And this was your first New York Fashion Week, right? And like, how was it? Yes. Yeah. And it was right. like my, so I like just moved, I moved to New York at the beginning of August and New York fashion mm-hmm. week was like first week of September. So it was like a month before. So I was really lucky cause I like lived here. So I could do a lot of like spur of the moment things. I didn't have to do flights. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do a hotel. I didn't have to like try to find people to like go with. Cause I had like a little community here. Um, and I remember like last year I saw everyone posting about New York fashion week and I was felt serious FOMO and I was like, okay, I'm going to yeah. figure out how to get there. And I didn't even know at the time that I was going to move to New York, which made it way more convenient. Um, And I think even just like living in New York, like starting to tag like New York, having it in my bio and stuff like brands and agencies started to reach out um, a couple like weeks before, even like the week of honestly, like, like two days before, like brands were reaching out and stuff. But I definitely think something that I did to self set myself up for success um, was to reach out to like any agency that I have like worked with in the past, um, especially mm-hmm. if they were New York based, because a lot of them will be like something like NYC or like something LA, even like the LA ones do things. So just reaching out um, to even just brands and being like, hey, like we work together, wondering if you're doing anything for New York Fashion Week. A lot of times they would say like, no, or they would say like, maybe like we don't know yet, mm-hmm. which is kind of a weird response. Um, But I think just getting your name out there and like starting to reach out to as many people as you can um, made it a lot easier to get invited to things and just starting to like tag it like 
in my posts, my content talking about it on TikTok too, I think helped because then people were like, okay, she's going like. Yeah. And it's so interesting how New York Fashion Week now I feel like is such an influencer thing. Like obviously that's not, that wasn't like the point of New York Fashion Week, but from someone who like me, I'm sure a lot of people listening are obsessed with TikTok and watching social media. It's like New York Fashion Week is just a moment on social media for all content creators. What was it like being there? Like, was it as cool as it looks on social media? I mean, it's definitely like, because technically you can go to New York Fashion Week and not go to a single event and single show. It's more of like a mindset, I guess. I feel like a lot of us, I mean, especially me being from Michigan, I have never been around. Like if I'm taking photos, everyone's staring at me being like, what is she doing? And so that's one thing I really like about here, but especially New York Fashion Week was like everyone was doing it. And it was a very like collaborative thing. Like you would go wherever like the group of influencers was because you're like, okay, that's where the good lighting is. Because if they're taking photos, like that's where the good lighting is. Um, But I definitely think a lot of people play it up and like, because you don't need to be invited to things to go. And I think that's a really like common misconception. And I think even just going there, not having anything like booked, like, like event wise and stuff and going with the flow because things really do happen like last minute or you'll hear from a friend and be like, oh, I got invited to this. Like, let me give you the email so you can reach out and like, see if you can get on the list. It's a lot of like networking, which I didn't realize at all. It's all about asking other creators like what shows they got invited to and like what mm-hmm. events they're going to and then being like can you send like give me the email so I can reach out um I that was like the main way I got invited to things was because you have to like know about it in order to reach out to a lot of the events yeah that's something no one ever like when I remember watching your TikTok where you said that you're like you can just go like you don't have to be invited because there's something mm-hmm. about people saying like I was invited to your fashion week like it sounds so uh, there is like, no like formal <laughs> invitation that yeah. New York City sends to you being yeah. like you are <laughs> yeah. now invited like and a lot of it was like I even went to events that I wasn't even invited to like I'd be like walking on the street run into a friend she's like oh like I just left this event right here like a lot of times they're not checking names too like some of them they are there's like there's three different tiers it's yeah. qr code which is usually for like the actual runway shows which i didn't go to that many of them this year i like more of the events because i like socializing mingling drinks totally. all that kind of fun yeah. stuff like that's just a lot more me than like sitting at a show but i was very grateful for the Same. ones that i did go to um but there's like qr codes which is like the actual fashion show ones there's like your name has to be on a list which is like events sometimes the shows or there's ones like there's events where they just don't check the names and they're like oh yeah come on in because if you know where the event is like odds are you're probably invited I guess they're assuming so there were a lot of those where they're like they're not checking names like just go in and like we're giving them social media coverage so it's not like they're gonna really turn you away if you're standing there a lot of really fun energy and just like so many cool opportunities and you never know who you're gonna like run into and meet while you're there as well yeah, I love that. And I feel like for you too, it's so on brand because you started posting content like so much about fashion and now you've really transitioned into more content stuff. And could you maybe dive into your why of like, why do you start posting? Why do you still post today? How have you become this like icon pink headband like icon in the social <laughs> I love media it. world? Now you're making me feel like I should have worn the pink headband. Now I'm back. <laughs> but so I like always loved like content, content creation, like all throughout mm-hmm. middle school, I like really wanted to be a YouTuber. Like that was just my dream, but I'm super, like, I have a lot of social anxiety. I'm really, really, really shy. I've definitely gotten a lot better because of content creation, but mm-hmm. throughout middle school, high school, I was mortified of what people would like say. And there weren't, it wasn't as like booming as it is now. I feel like if there's a middle school or a high school or like going out there posting on it, like Instagram or TikTok, people are like, okay, like that's kind of normal. Like back in my totally. day, which wasn't that long ago, it like wasn't normal at all. 
Um, and so I like, always really wanted to do it, but I was just way too nervous. And then the pandemic hit, like no one was like, we, we weren't seeing anyone in person. And I was like, okay, if I'm ever going to do it, like now is my moment to like try it. So I started posting my outfits on Instagram, very like casually. Like I, I've always posted a lot of just like individual photos of me. Cause I've always mm-hmm. really liked fashion outfits, just like posing in general, like modeling type stuff. Um, and so when the pandemic hit, I started doing that. And so it was from March, 2020 till September of 2020. And I was going into my senior year of college. Um, and I had done a few like ambassador, like little programs. Like I did one with like Tinder university. Like I've always just been very into the social media space, trying to find my way in, in a way that I wouldn't like embarrass myself socially, basically like trying to like subtly do it. Um, and so in September of 2020, um, Riddle, an agency, Riddle and Bloom reached out to me about doing a prime student, like Amazon prime student ambassador program. And so I got accepted for that. And for that program, you needed a TikTok. And so I had been scrolling on TikTok, had never posted anything. So I created a new TikTok for it, posted a few like Amazon things on it. And during this time, I was really trying to like build my following. Cause now I'm in this group, which was really, really helpful being mm-hmm. in a group of other creators that all had like 2000, 3000 followers. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize other people were trying to do this too. And I'm honestly like friends now with like those, I'm still friends with those people. Like they live in New York. Like it's a really crazy thing like that we've all grown together. Um, but I, while I was like doing this growth journey, I was like starting to reach out to brands because I was like, ooh, I want like, because I was seeing them work with brands. I was like, okay, like people are doing this. Um, and I didn't, there's no one on like TikTok or YouTube or anything breaking down what you're supposed to do. Like there's no format, like mm-hmm. who am I supposed to be emailing? What am I supposed to be sending them? Like, I don't know anything that's going on. And so I I, like started documenting it on my TikTok, just being like, this is how many followers I got this week. Like I used to go on TikTok live and I would just set up my phone next to my computer. And like, I would just like reply to emails and like show emails and stuff. Like this is who I'm emailing. Like, I don't know. I was just like showing, like documenting literally everything and people were really interested in it. And so I just kind of continued it from there. And like, as I started growing, like still documenting it and being like, guys, like, I'm doing it like you can do it too like that's my Mm -hmm. like main why is like anyone can be a content creator like if you put your mind to it and if you like really want to do it you can make it happen because it's always been something that I wanted to do and I think a lot of like the like being able to be successful in this is you have to have a passion for you have to like creating content and stuff and I've always liked doing that um so it's just like a really good fit for me and then now coming to where I am today like definitely helping like aspiring creators like have the motivation to actually get out there and do it and start posting. And it's like really not as scary as it seems. And since within the two years that I've been in the industry, it is like quadrupled, like exploded beyond belief. So now it's like a way more normal thing to try and get into this industry. Um, so I like think that there's really no reason to not like try it out and like see what happens because you might like surprise yourself. Yeah, I love that. I know the people who listen, who are listening to this podcast, a lot of us want to grow our social media. Maybe if you do a nine to five job, you do on the side, you want to like make it more of a full time thing. You do a lot of social media coaching calls and things like that. What are the main things you see all the time that you repeatedly tell people? Yeah, I think something I tell like this has become something that I just kind of throw into every single one of my sessions is to create a set of content pillars for yourself. I think a lot of people I mean, I look at a ton of different types of creators, different stages of creators and stuff, but I, something I see within all of them and usually why they're like coming to me is that they don't really have some sort of why within their content. And it's definitely easier for me to pinpoint my why because it's so 
like kind of transactional in a way. Like I'm giving you tips and that's very mm-hmm. like easy to see. And your why doesn't have to be this deep thing where you're trying to like change the world or anything. It could just be like <laughs> right. to make people like not feel so sad and like makes people laugh or something yeah. like that. If you're like a lifestyle creator. Um, and so I think coming up with your why and creating a set of content pillars, which is like four to six content categories underneath it, really help you stay consistent with your content, help you create different content styles and help figure out what you're the best at creating and what your audience likes the best. Um, so if you're like a beauty creator, like makeup and stuff, like maybe you do um, like a beauty tip, a new product recommendation, like um, like a get ready with me, like story time of you using the products, um, a trending sound and like some sort of outreach video to like bring in your ideal audience. Cause there's two different types of content out there, which I always talk about my coaching calls too. There's outreach content and there's nurturing content. And this is for like TikTok mainly that I'm talking about here. Um, but outreach content is like super important to incorporate into your context. It's what's like usually those viral videos, like tons of views, probably 10 trending sound text on screen. You're bringing in your ideal audience. Be like, follow along for this, my makeup journey, like learning about makeup tips or something. But then you also have to couple those with nurturing videos where you're actually giving the audience what you promised. And I see a lot Mm -hmm. of creators mess this up because outreach videos, they're so easy to go viral. You get a ton of followers from it. So why not just keep doing it in every single video? And when I look at accounts like that, then you start seeing the comments of people getting mad. Like, okay, when are you going to tell me the makeup tips? Like, when are you going to give me this information? And so it's super important to not only do outreach videos and also not only do nurturing videos because nurturing videos, maybe they don't go viral. Maybe they don't reach like a new target audience that you have like new people. Sometimes they do. And that's like the perfect blend of them when a nurturing video goes viral and you're able to show your personality. Like I remember my first get ready with me video where I'm wearing the pink headband that actually blew up and did really well. And I was like, oh my God, people actually care about like what I have to say. And I'm going Mm -hmm. to like get followers from it, which is like crazy thing. But when you're first starting out your content, like creating that set of content pillars and being okay, two of these pillars are going to be outreach type of videos. And the rest of them are going to be nurturing videos where I'm just sitting down talking to the camera and also just not caring about the numbers and the results, which is way easier said than done. And it's like really hard for everyone to do. But I've noticed like, as I created when I, in January of this year, because I we talked about this, but how I used to post fashion and content creation mm-hmm. social media tips. And I just, just kind of fell a standstill in my content because when I was posting fashion brand deals, they weren't performing well because people, a majority of my audience followed me for my content creation tips. And I realized, okay, my audience just isn't wanting my fashion videos and stuff. Like some of them are, but most of them aren't. And like some of my fashion videos go viral, but like still. So I created a new TikTok account where I like only post like, fashion, lifestyle, just kind of whatever I want to post. And that is like really freeing to not have to worry about the numbers on it. Cause I wasn't trying to grow it. And it really helped me into my new account, like into my existing, like Claire Liz social media tip, like care a lot less about the numbers and more about what I'm saying to my audience and like how I'm interacting and connecting with them, which I think is really important. And a lot of people forget when they're creating TikTok content, they're only thinking about how can I go viral Like what Mm -hmm. is going to go viral when you just really want to be like sitting down and talking and making a connection with that person on the other side of the screen. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. That's such a, like even marketing, like brand marketing, like that's how companies position their marketing strategies, like the outreach and then the nurture content. And I've actually never thought about doing that for TikTok. That's such a, such a smart way at looking at it. Um, so 
so say you have your content pillars. I love that, by the way. I I've I saw you do that, and I've done that ever since you've said it. Um, do you what do you think about the posting cadence? Like, I know there's a lot of like quality versus quantity. What is your opinion on that? Like, do you have to post a million times a day, once a day? Like, what do you think works? So what I always always say, because this is another super common question, is like posting however many times that you can stay consistent for a six month period. So if you're like, okay, I can, mm-hmm. I have a full time job. I'm just starting to get into this. I can post three times a week for six months and not miss a single time. Like if I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, not miss any of those days for six months, I'm going to do that. If I am like really, really like ready to go and I'm like, okay, I have so many content ideas. I'm going to do like one a day or even two a day. Whatever you can do to stay consistent with is the most important because if you start missing that, that like, ah, I'm going to miss Friday, like I'm I'm busy, Mm -hmm. then that's going to be easier for you to miss and you're not going to be showing up for your audience. And I totally think it's okay to like take content breaks, like definitely. Um, but I also think it's important to have an initial push. Like when I first started, which I don't think I'd recommend this now, but I posted three times a day, every single day for a year straight until I sat down and I was like, I'm burnt out. Like I need to stop, which yeah. not everyone can do that, but coming up with some sort of strategy that works for you, works for your schedule that you can stay consistent with. Cause that's mm-hmm. how you're going to grow. You're going to grow by like having like continuous posting. And then the algorithm's going to start recognizing, okay, they post Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like I'm ready for the post instead of just kind of posting whenever you feel like it. It's a lot harder to grow that way. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And I think that's actually a big deterrent for a lot of people is why they don't want to go on TikTok because they're like, oh, wait, I can't post two, three times a day. I don't have enough time. But I love it. It's all about your why because it's like if if it's your why isn't to post a million times a day so if you mm-hmm. have a bigger purpose behind what you're doing it's way more motivating you don't have to only have that discipline like you're motivated by your why you're doing everything so I, I love that like you can take breaks whatever you can do for six months it's a really really good piece of advice yeah um, exactly and I also think like planning like there's so much planning that goes into content mm-hmm. that people just don't realize and you like a lot of people that are just coming into it think oh I can just sit down and film a video every single day and a, for a, like right. a lot, a lot, a lot of people, that does not work. That does not work for me. Like sitting down, doing my makeup every single day and like coming up with a video idea like that, I would go crazy doing that. So for me, I plan out certain days that I'm going to film. Some days, sometimes it's like the same time every single week or like sometimes I'm like, okay, this is just what fits in my schedule. But the week leading up to that, because I usually plan it a week ahead, I'm like picking out different trending sounds, different ideas. What are the trending topics on TikTok right now? Like, did YouTube just come out with a new feature? Did TikTok just come out with a new feature? Like, what do I want to talk about? 
So then when I sit down, I can film a week's worth of content, two weeks worth of content in like two hours. And then I'm ready to go and I don't have to worry about it. So then I can do all the other admin stuff and start planning for the next week, which is what I've done the entire time I've filmed content. It's a really good way that like works for me. It's called like batch shooting your content where you're just like filming as much as you can in like a, like a period. But like, you really have to make sure that you're planning it. And a lot of people don't realize how much planning goes into it. And like, I also always recommend to my coaching clients, I literally like said this this morning, but like doing 30 minutes of mindful scrolling either once a week or twice a week or once every other week, whenever you can. But a lot of times when we're scrolling on TikTok, we're just scrolling for pleasure and we're scrolling to escape whatever's going on. We're not thinking really, um, but you have to think about it strategically. So what I do is I'll sit down for 30 minutes and every single video that goes on my for you page, I'm looking for like repeating trending sounds, any trending topics that are going on. Like, oh, that was a really good hook for that video that kept me engaged for the rest of the video. I'm going to use that on my next video. I'm just thinking about different things and then starting to save those videos and send or like texting them to yourself. I use my notes app on my phone, but I know a lot of people mm -hmm. text them to them, themselves. So when you sit down to film, you can just go through the list, check it all off, and then you're done and you're like ready to go and you're not overwhelmed while filming because I've definitely tried sitting down, not knowing what I was going to film before. And then I end up not being productive at all because I'm scrolling on TikTok trying to like think of something and I'm like, oh, I have no ideas here. Or like, I'm making a video that I'm not like proud of because I didn't think it through at all. And I'm just kind of rambling. I just mm -hmm. never end up posting it. So definitely like planning whenever you can, especially if you have a full-time job and you don't really have that much time to dedicate to content. It makes it a lot easier when you do want to sit down. It helps you stay consistent as well. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's so true. There is so much planning that goes into it. And it's so much easier to plan when you do have those pillars of like, okay, these are like the five things I have to pick from. Because if you just sit down, yeah. like, I have to think of like 50 ideas and you have no guide of like, okay, what's the topics here? It can be really um, not fun. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in each of those pillars, like I would recommend. So if you have like five pillars in each pillar, think of five different like content ideas within that that you can like lean on so when you are sitting down you can rotate in between the pillars so like monday wednesday friday i'm gonna do pillars one two and three then the next week like four five and six and it will help give your content a lot more variety as well which will help mm -hmm. you stay motivated and not have so much burnout yeah i love that and it could be really fun like to plan out your content because like put a little taylor swift on set a vibe like make a little note oh yeah however you want to do it actually can it's it can be really fun and i think I, well, definitely what I get from you is like treating TikTok and your social media as your business is so much more fun and empowering than just like halfing it kind of being like, oh, I guess I'll post a TikTok like sometimes because it just makes you feel so much. It's so much more fulfilling. You're like, this is my business. I'm going to like treat this like a business. Do you, what do you yeah. think about people who, because I, I think this is a little bit old school thinking back from like the YouTube days, but people always say like, oh, but it should just be fun. Like you should just be having fun with your content. Like, what do you think that balance is for you? I think if you're in this industry and like you want to be your full-time job, you have to like creating content. You have mm -hmm. to like, like editing. You have to like doing all that stuff, like the planning, all the admin, unless you have like a manager or something. But I think that is like the really like core part of it. And I definitely think, I mean, I have so much fun. I love doing like mm -hmm. all this content and stuff. And I like, can't believe that it's like my job just to like have fun, make videos and do all that stuff. Um, and so I think if you really love it, cause there are people that just kind of like fall into it or something, or they have a viral video. Mm -hmm. Now they have all these followers, but they're like, wait, I don't want to be like spending all this time, like planning and like creating content and like reaching out to brands and stuff. And that's totally okay. Like this job honestly, isn't for any, everyone, like just like any other job, it's not for mm -hmm. everyone. Um, so making sure that you really like it. And if 
like you like creating videos, but you don't like all the planning and like reaching out and it stresses you out, either get a manager or like maybe it's just like not for you. And then like just start creating videos for fun and like maybe in a year or so, then see where it takes you. But just like having fun with it in the moment. I definitely do think sometimes I'm like, it becomes more of a job and I try to like bring the fun back in it. Or if I'm like not having fun doing it, I'll take a week off. I'll just be like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Like I don't have any ideas. I'm feeling like burnt out. I'm just going to take a week off. And I've recently been doing it a lot more and just kind of giving myself that break because no one's really going to miss you if you're gone for a week. And like, even when the people post, they're like taking a social media break and stuff. It's like, no one cares. No one's (laughs) going to notice because everyone's following no one's going to notice at all. So it really doesn't matter. But I do think when you're first starting out, staying consistent is important and showing up is important. But like now I like my stage, like I can afford to take a week off and like, if it's going to help my creativity, like I'm going to do it and it's going to help me out a lot more. Yeah. And I think that's one of the good things about TikTok. Like I did YouTube for years and I've just started on TikTok recently within the last year. And it's, interesting that people say all the time like you have to post like 25 times a day on TikTok versus YouTube because TikTok like your content is constantly in the for you page it's constantly going through the algorithm it's not chronological which is one of the nice amazing things about TikTok I think so I feel like that's really good advice like if you're feeling really stressed like your content will still be going around even if you're not there oh yeah no one will notice. the longevity of your content is literally insane because when I used to post mm-hmm. fashion content so last year during this time I was posting like a Halloween series all those videos have been like popping off like in my analytics yes, right now. Like yes, people are commenting on them being like, where can I find the links to these pieces? I'm like, girl, those are gone. Like I deleted that like a while <laughs> yeah. ago, but I should have kept it up because especially with TikTok now, they're heavily, heavily, heavily emphasizing search, which just helps the longevity and the searchability of your content. So making sure you're using the keywords in your captions or you're using like the native text on screen because that's also mm-hmm. searchable. Um, because I was even like, scrolling I was like stalking some girl today on TikTok and I was like on her page and in each of the videos like I I took a screenshot of it because I want to make a video about it but it had the search bar above it because she was drinking yes. coffee and it said like coffee date outfits like it's TikTok is wanting you to search these things because they're wanting to become more like Google because even if you think about it if I'm trying to get a stain out of a shirt I'm searching it on TikTok if I want to know the best yeah. banana bread recipe I'm searching it on TikTok I'm not searching those things on Google the things you search on Google now are more like how to get to point A, point B, like location-based things. But even if I'm looking for the best night out in New York City, I'm looking that up on TikTok. So, Mm -hmm. and definitely Google has like felt that and they're working on like collaborating in like search results that way. But that just shows how important it is to like make your captions and like on text on screen super searchable because it's going to help the longevity of your content. So then if you do decide to not post all of October, but you posted all October last year, like your content might still be popping off because you're saying like October, spooky season, outfit ideas, costume ideas, all that stuff. So it definitely helps the longevity of your content. And that's what makes TikTok so special and unique. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like if you post something one week ago, it's like it's capped at the views because I found with YouTube, that was definitely the case for me. Like I'd post a vlog, it would get the most views within like the first day. And then it wouldn't get that many more like after that throughout the rest of the time. But TikTok I find is the complete opposite. Like you could post something and one month later it blows up. It's so, so interesting. And that's why you shouldn't delete a bunch of your old videos. I think you've made a lot of content on that too, which I love. Cause I think like you said, a video flops or something like I'm in my flop era. I'm deleting all these videos. Like I don't want to be a part of this, but it could blow up. You just don't know. Yeah, deleting bit content like also just hurts your place in the algorithm. Like if you ever do want to get rid of like 
because I did, I posted a video like last week and the captions on it because you know how TikTok updated the captions so yes. it's like text which I like it but I wish you Same. also had the the option to do the old caption because it's still glitchy and sometimes it's just in the wrong spot on the it's screen like and have you yes have you seen where it gets like yes, giant it, that and so, to me it was so yeah and so I posted a video it got giant and then I was like shoot like I need to re-upload this but I didn't delete it you just private the video so you mm -hmm. save it to like only me because I think when you do delete on Instagram too when you start deleting content instead of like archiving it or privating it like they're gonna be like okay why are you deleting re-uploading like this is spam and all that stuff mm -hmm. so it flags it so definitely just like little tip make sure you're doing yeah. that because I know we've been talking a lot about TikTok which I guess makes sense for the two of us, but even mm -hmm. like a lot of people listening and I, I was on YouTube for, for years before I moved fully to TikTok now. And I'm curious to hear your opinion on all like the different platforms. Like there's such a, I feel like everyone has such different opinions on like YouTube versus Instagram versus TikTok. Like what's the best one to grow on? What is your opinion on all of that? Like, where do you think is the best place to put all of your time and energy? Like, should you just do one full four? Should you do a little bit of all of them? Like, what do you think? Well, first of all, I think it depends on the creator and like, cause I've seen, I was just watching a video about this, like, cause creators that are starting today, now they have more platforms than ever to like choose from before it was just Instagram. And I've like seen it grow even in the two years that I've been in this brands only reaching out to Instagram. Now brands only really reach out about TikTok. Like not a lot of brands are caring about Instagram anymore, which it's still like a thing, but it's usually like post on both or something. Um, but I think that creators that are like starting today, they are like, okay, do I do YouTube, TikTok, or Instagram? And I think it really depends on like where your strengths lie and like what you think you're going to, cause I definitely think it's still possible to grow following on Instagram, still definitely possible to grow following on TikTok. YouTube shorts has become like a whole new thing and like a whole new opportunity for growth. Um, so I think it, and if you're someone that wants to create that long form content, loves editing and like Final Cut Pro, like. I would probably start on YouTube now, but I think to make a really good home fan base and the best way to connect with an audience and like grow that audience and get that audience is definitely through TikTok. Just because what we were talking about, how it's like searchability, the for you page, like you're not really seeing people you follow's posts on TikTok, which is like what people like. Like I can follow someone and never see a video of theirs again mm -hmm. because I don't know. I, I don't think really anyone scrolls that often on their following tab. So I like yeah. to see all the new content and the new stuff. And so I think that's definitely the best way to connect with people, best opportunity to reach new people and stuff. And then Instagram, I think is a good like coupling thing with TikTok. It's really easy mm -hmm. to get people from TikTok to Instagram because they have that button um, on the profile. So you, it's like a one click thing, which is honestly like unheard of within the social medias because they never want you to move to the next. So it's honestly pretty cool with TikTok that they do that but it's hard to get people from Instagram to TikTok. So they have to go link in bio, then they have to find your TikTok on it. Um, so I definitely recommend when people are looking to grow an Instagram following, honestly, first starting to look at TikTok mm -hmm. and see how you can creatively draw people over to your Instagram. I see people all the time, like saying the behind the scenes of their Instagram posts, like, um, like you won't believe like this thing happened to me while I was trying to take this photo or like even just talking about Instagram in general gets a lot of traction because people love to hate on Instagram. Um, so I really do think TikTok right now is the main thing, but I can see the tides like turning a little bit, especially with YouTube being more creator first and like heavily emphasized that we need to pay creators. This is a full-time job. They're doing a lot of like market research and a lot of outreach to creators to make them feel involved and included, which TikTok and Instagram just haven't, and they've just kind of been more like we're a company, we're a business. Like they don't really recognize the creators, which I think is going to be the big shift in the next few years. Is going to be like 
the, all the platforms are going to be fighting for us. Whereas like we've been fighting the platforms trying to get our content out there and like get our voices heard. And I can really see it switching with all the new updates that YouTube and YouTube shorts have been releasing. Yeah. I wanted to chat about YouTube shorts because I, I posted a few cause I, I saw your TikTok. You're like, just post. And I'm like, okay. So I posted a few and they didn't do amazing. And I was curious their thoughts on YouTube shorts. Like, do you think it's just starting now like should people wait a little bit to like the UI gets better like what do you think you should do with YouTube shorts because I don't even know what to do with them it's very confusing. yeah so it has been I honestly wish I was doing it earlier because I remember mm. in the summer of last year I had this like random video with like a trending sound like do really well on TikTok and I heard someone talk about YouTube shorts so I uploaded it onto YouTube shorts that video got 6 million views and I got like <sighs> 2,000 subscribers from it and like that was the yeah. only short I had posted and then after that, I was like playing around. But once again, it's like YouTube shorts is difficult because you can have a video do crazy well and a video not do well. But if you think about it, that's the same with TikTok. It's totally. the algorithm prioritizing your content. Um, I have been like like doing a ton of like webinars, and like meeting with creators and stuff that are successful on YouTube shorts because I do think it, there's something special there. Um, and what they have to say about it is really interesting because where YouTube shorts is right now is where TikTok was two years ago. So mm-hmm. two years ago on TikTok, it was dancing videos, funny dog videos, just like silly, like how to make a oat milk latte, like just silly, very generic content. But now on TikTok, there's so many different niches and like really, really, really specific because the algorithm has evolved and adapted. And now we have the ability to have those very specific niches and be able to find that very specific community. Whereas YouTube Shorts just isn't there yet. And even the Instagram Reels algorithm isn't there yet. They've just recently like upped their algorithm a little bit, but YouTube Shorts is very super, super basic. So when you're creating content for YouTube Shorts, you need to think about it how TikTok was two years ago. So if you, for me, like I post about like TikTok tips, content creation tips, very specific things where if someone was randomly see my video, they're like, media kit, what is she talking about? Pitch script, I don't know what's going on here. And they're going to move on. Whereas if I'm like, the best three apps to edit your videos as a content creator or like something super, super broad, like even scrolling Mm -hmm. back to your old videos that you posted a year ago, two years ago, and like downloading those and uploading those, I think those will perform way better than uh, like videos where you're very niche down talking about something super specific that like, yeah, your audience on TikTok knows, but the people on YouTube shorts are just kind of looking for that like funny dog video or like bare like bare bones education video so that's where it's different and that's why people are like so I'm not finding success on YouTube shorts I'm just going to give up on it it's like no you just kind of have to adapt your content which sometimes can make more work for yourself but also if you scroll back and start like uploading your old videos that could also be like a good way to kind of hack around it until you come up with some sort of strategy to start filming more of those videos as well yeah that's a really really good advice and I think I think it's just inevitable eventually I think YouTube will take over if if they can get their shorts to be yeah. as good like the interface and everything as good as TikTok like why wouldn't you just use YouTube and TikTok because then it's just or YouTube and YouTube shorts instead of TikTok oh, yeah. and YouTube like I think well it's, something that's yeah like crazy too is so when Instagram introduced Instagram reels I mean there was mm-hmm. so much backlash behind it and it's like 20% of people on Instagram have posted an Instagram reel. And it's like even less than that, like sc- actually scroll on the reels tab. I mean, anyone that I talk to, I mean, I post reels like every other day. I've never mm-hmm. scrolled on the reels tab. Whenever I do, I get irritated because it's like all the same sound. It's like yeah. the same girl walking with her baguette. I'm like, all right, whatever, I'm moving <laughs> on. But yeah. YouTube shorts is really interesting because they've 
it's been around for about like a little over a year now and 75% of YouTube users scroll on shorts. And it's like my boyfriend scrolls on shorts, like my brother scrolls. My brother like saw my viral like short. He's like, I'm like, who scrolls on shorts? <laughs> so it's definitely become a, like a better pairing because YouTube is a video-based platform. So that's why I do think it's not going anywhere. And it's definitely beneficial. Just like set a reminder in your phone and like just re-upload content onto shorts. And I wouldn't really worry about the analytics of it right now. I would just more so get it into the routine of like uploading every single day onto shorts. Um, and then once you have like 30 days of like shorts to look at, then you can look at the analytics on them be like, why did this one do well? Why did this one not do well? Okay, I'm going to do more of these moving forward. Um, but I think just getting into the habit of uploading, because that's really hard, like doing another mm -hmm. platform, like, come on, I'm already doing TikTok, I'm already doing yeah. Instagram, I'm already doing idea pins, like, this is another one, but I really find just like setting a reminder in my calendar, like it, for me, it's like every morning at 11am when I'm like sitting down already on my computer, I'm like, okay, wait, it's time to like upload it, then you just remember and then you're able to stay a lot more consistent, because I'm not creating any new content for these platforms right now, because I just like, it would overwhelm me and I don't have time. So I'm trying to take all that data right now and just like downloading one of my TikTok videos and uploading it on all the other platforms. Even like Facebook Reels is now a thing. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I need to do that as well. <laughs> so just, I pick one video and I just upload it on everyone, everything. And I'm like, that's what you're getting for the day. And sometimes they do well, sometimes they don't, but I'm going to like take those analytics and like learn from it as I move on. Yes, a hundred percent. I love that advice. And I think that's also moving into brands and stuff like from a brand perspective, that's why vertical video is so valuable to brands because mm -hmm. you can push it out to so many different platforms. It's not like, like in my experience, when I would do YouTube video brand deals, like a couple of years ago, they wouldn't want to really purchase the rights that often, like to my, you know, horizontal vlog, two second yeah. integration, because they can't put that on their Instagram. And I think, like you said, that's why TikTok might be the best place to start for new creators because you can just make one video and put it everywhere, which is mm -hmm. really nice. Yeah. And it's way easier to download it. Cause even on like Instagram reels, I don't even think you can, I've never been able to figure out a way that you can download it without the watermark. So that's why yeah. I always start TikTok first, download it without the watermark on like, like a snap tick or like some sort of mm -hmm. like if you look into safari there's like so many of them and then just uploading it on everything or even if you edit it on like splice or like cap cut or something then downloading it and then saving it for when you upload it on everything yeah and I think it makes it a lot less overwhelming because I feel like for people listening they're like okay I have to do like a million different things all day but you really don't like say you post one video per day that's like one TikTok one Instagram reel one YouTube short like you're doing it all with one piece of content so if you just try to think of like one piece of content per day it's like it, that can go a long way for you on like lots of different platforms so I feel like I don't know maybe that'd be less overwhelming for people to rather than like oh yeah the videos like ever since I started doing that because I was going to start sitting down filming things just for YouTube shorts I was like you know what I don't have time to prioritize to that right now like but I want to be active I want to be a part of the conversation on there because I have seen results I have seen creators do really well even my own videos like random stupid videos like sometimes pop off and do really well so I want to be on there but I don't like in all these platforms I don't have time to be creating additional content and I like the content you're creating right now is enough and like you mm -hmm. can just upload all of that and I think then deciding later on what you want to prioritize on. And I think right now the platform to prioritize on is TikTok. That's where you're going to grow the most. That's where you're going to see the best results. Mm -hmm. So prioritizing that and then just kind of trickling everything else out on the side and then being like, oh, I'll fix that later. Like I'll do it all yeah. later. 
Totally. I got this email this morning from YouTube and they were saying that you can take like a minute of your vlog, like your longer videos and convert it into a short um, automatically. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, I bet people are going to start using YouTube shorts as like trailers for their longer form content. Oh yeah, so I bet. Because people right now do that with their podcasts, like YouTube yes. podcast clips. They'll clip them. And I mean, I don't scroll on short, so I don't see them, but I'm sure they're on there. I mean, and on TikTok, I see them all the time and they're like little trailers to get you to want to watch. Like, oh, what did Charlie D'Amelio say to this question mm-hmm. or something? Um, So I do think like, yeah, that's going to become a lot more of a thing. And then I think it's going to be become like the re-rise of like the horizontal longer form content because we've kind of seen a shift where that's like not as prioritized but I think mm-hmm. by doing little trailers and being like do you want more of me because it's all me on the same pl- platform like going from shorts to like longer form content like oh just hop over here whereas on TikTok you have to like go to a new app and like flip your phone and all that stuff like it will yeah. make it a lot easier so I do see it becoming a thing in like the near future totally I wonder if they'll ever be like long form 30 minute vlogs that are vertical vertical I don't know well sometimes I mean even on TikTok I know they have like the 10 minute like Mm -hmm. feature but you can't select 10 minutes when you're filming and literally all I'm like on my other page where I just like ramble and talk and I do hauls and like fashion I'm like I need 10 minutes because now I'm making like three part series and Mm -hmm. I don't want to film it on my phone because that's like 10 gigabytes of storage or just like a 10 minute (laughs) video so like I want them to start incorporating that because I do think as you build this connection with your audience they want to hear more from you and if you're like Mm -hmm. excited about things that you want to share like you want to have because even like on reels and stuff it's like a minute 30 I'm like honey we're doing like three minute videos out here like I can't repost like because I have like a like a social media like Instagram that I honestly need to be posting on it more but half of my TikToks I can't post on the reels because they're just way too long and all my get ready with me ones are like three minutes so like that goes out the window. So I do think that they need to extend the amount on all these different types of pieces of content. Yeah, totally. Like all of my vlog, like the daily vlogs on TikTok are like, a, even if it's like a minute 10, it's like, oh my God, now I can't post it anywhere yeah, else. Like, too long. Just so <laughs> annoying. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'd love to chat to you about brand deals because I feel like brand deals is always the big question mark for everyone. Like first of all, how much money do creators make? How do I make money? How do you get brand deals? So I think first off the bat, like, what is your opinion on rates? Like, how do you charge for rates? What advice do you give to people? Um, So I think when you're first starting out, there's, I always recommend this chart. There's a chart on hashtag paid is like an influencer like platform, but they have this chart on their website, which like was my holy grail when I first started. Cause it basically breaks down like photo, this many followers, you should charge this much, like video, this many followers, you charge this this much and I think that chart like does a really good job at like a base because a lot of the influencer platforms they'll try to make you do less because oftentimes the brand has like less budget or something and so they'll be like you should actually be charging this and I'm like hmm, that doesn't feel right mm-hmm. so I really like that chart from hashtag paid um it's a really good one and I think just kind of as you learn and as you get more experience you're like okay like I can increase my rate or even just working with different brands and seeing how much they're offering you because sometimes you'll be really surprised but I also think it really varies from like brand to brand and everything that you're doing. It's not always consistent, which a lot of people don't think like mm-hmm. for some brand deals, it will be like below my rate, but I like the brand. I think it's a pretty easy like brand deal to do. I think that's also a big thing if it's like easy for me to do. And I'm like, okay, like this is just a pair of like sunglasses or something. Like why not? I'll throw them on. Um, and then I'll do like below my rate, but then sometimes it'll be a lot more work or a quicker turnaround time where they want like usage rights for like a year or something where then the rate will get higher. 
but rarely my brand deals are like the same rate and the same price. It's very like, it switches a lot. Um, and yeah, it's mainly just based on the brand, the deal they're offering, the timeline, all that stuff, which I think not a lot of people realize. Everyone thinks it's like, okay, if my rate is $500, I'm going to get $500 every single TikTok video. And if they don't screw them and like, they don't deserve me when it's like, not every brand has that budget. And also people don't realize if you're reaching out to the brand, which is like hard because they probably don't have a campaign going on. They probably don't have the budget right now to like just randomly pay your rate. And they're like, okay, yeah, we want to work with you. But like, this is all the budget we have right now because we're saving up for this big campaign in December where we're doing all like the like Christmas stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, so you also have to think about that. And that's the main reason why I have like kind of stopped outreaching so much. I definitely outreach more for like um, like gifting events, or if there is like an idea that I have for a collab, or if there's like a, I know there's like a holiday season coming up where they're gonna have some sort of campaign or like back to school season, like middle, middle of the year, like summer kind of like more seasonal campaigns and stuff. But just reaching out to a brand for like a one off thing and being like, you should pay me my rate when they probably don't have a campaign going on, just like isn't really gonna work. So a lot of it you do have to rely on brands coming to you, like putting yourself out there, tagging your favorite brands on TikTok, on Instagram, constantly tagging them wherever you can and looking at um, different influencer platforms. So like I have them all right here, like on my like favorites. I'm like Aspire mm -hmm. IQ, Sway, hashtag paid, obviously activate. Like I go on those all the time just to see what kind of brands are working with creators, what ones do have budgets and stuff. Cause sometimes the influencer platform, they pay less. So sometimes I'll reach out to them outside of it and be like, Hey, like, I know you have this campaign going on. Would you want to work together on it? Cause I also don't really like working with brands through influencer campaigns. Yeah. Cause it's like hard to connect with them directly. I'm like, Hey, can you give me approval for this? Or like the platform just isn't working. Um, so I definitely think that's like another tip too, but yeah, big misconception. A lot of times you're not getting paid your rate. It might be above, it might be less, but it's really hard to have it like same rate every single time. Yeah, totally. And I think it's also, like you said, it, it's your own business. You have to be strong with it because say, for example, there's like an agency reaching out to you on behalf of a brand. And even though it's a little bit maybe below your rate, it's probably worth it to get in there because they work with a ton of different brands. So it could yes, be a good opportunity yes. to like get in there. Um, I so agree with that. And I also think like with agencies too, like, yeah, if you do the initial one, like maybe they'll do a different, like even brand deals in general, like always ask them at the end, like would love to work together again. Like, do you want to do this again? Like, if, especially if you had good results and like something mm -hmm. good happened that they were excited about, like brands love it when you work with them again, because they don't want to go out and like find new creators and like have to deal with like, they already know how you respond to emails. They know how you're going to send over your content. They know you're going to be on time. They know you're going to produce good content. So like, why wouldn't they want to work with you again? And conversions on campaigns where you work with a brand multiple times is way better than if you just promote a product once. If you're if you're promoting a product three times versus one product, like it's going to do so much better. So like, don't be afraid to like re-reach out be like, Hey, like, remember me, like, here are the links to my posts that I did. Like, these are the conversions that I got. Like, let's work together again. And most likely they're going to say yes. I love that. That's such good advice. And I know I only have a few minutes left. So I'm like, how much information can I get from this possible? I know. Like, <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> I love talking about this stuff. Okay. So I think like another big misconception is that people think followers equal that you make a lot of money. What do you think is the difference between people who make income and brand deals from TikTok versus the creators who don't? Like what are the things that people are doing differently? Yeah. So I can tell you that that is not the case at all. Like I meet with creators with literally millions of followers that they have never made a cent off of TikTok. And they're like, 
how do I do it? Like what's going on here? And a lot of people like just don't know. And I really think it's like your strategy on honestly, and like how you are mm-hmm. thinking about like creating your content. And it's hard for some creators that are just kind of like funny, like rambling, like doing random, like not really talking about products or talking about different things that are monetizable. Um, that's when it gets a little bit harder to actually monetize your page. But I definitely think creators that like want to be like doing brand deals and making money are the creators that are going to be like incorporating products into their content, like talking about things that they actually genuinely like, or even doing like a get ready with me or like day in the life where you're mentioning like different brands, different products, and also like tagging them, sending it over to them, like over Instagram DMs is a great way to contact brands and like message them because they're having a ton of consumers like hey I didn't get my order like my order got lost in the mail or something so they have to be in their Instagram DMs and they have Mm -hmm. to see your DM like people's jobs are just to reply to Instagram DMs for brands so sending it over to them being like tagging them in your stories because they see that if you're tagging them in your post because now on Instagram DMs they'll say like this person tagged you tagged you tagged you so then when you do ask to like work together they're like oh, this person tagged us in like five Instagram stories and like they posted a in-feed post of us. Like, yeah, of course we're going to work with them. And I think just being smart about that because you don't really think, and it sometimes is like cringy to like tag brands and photos and stuff. And you're like, I don't want to do that. But like, that's really how you have to get the brands to notice you and want to work with you because just deciding one day I'm going to work with brands and you don't have like anything like to back it up. And like, I haven't tagged, I haven't mentioned a product ever. Like that makes it a lot harder to work with the brand. Yeah. That is such, such good advice. Like the tagging, <laughs> you're so right. Then they'll, they'll see all the, the tags in the inbox. Oh yeah. Like if you go to a I restaurant, tag the restaurant, if mm-hmm. you like have a drink, like if like I'm have my AirPod case. And also the great thing about Instagram stories is you can hide the tag. So you can just like, you can tag mm-hmm. like this brand and then move it off the screen so then they see it tagged, right. but like, you don't have to be like tag and stuff. I do that. <laughs> like literally every creator does that. Let me tell you, they all do that because that's how the brand notices them. And they're like, Hey, I tagged you in five stories. Like not really, but like kind of. Right. That's such, such a good idea. I love that. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. One question before we end, because we definitely should bring you back for part two, but yes, yes. you mentioned this a little bit, but I think this is everyone's like biggest issue with starting on like starting to post content, wanting to be a content creator is the opinions of other people. What advice do you have for either your your younger self who felt that way or for anyone listening who's like, I really want to post on social media, but I don't want to seem cringy or I don't want to, you know, seem weird to my friends. What advice do you have? So I would say if it's really, really, really hindering you being able to post on like your own main account, making a different account, going to your personal account and blocking all of your friends every single person that you might know, like do a rabbit hole and just start blocking people because at the end of the day, people are going to see your content. Like there's no way around it, but like just blocking them will make you feel better and get you to do that first step. And like creating an account that's like just for you that like maybe no one is seeing right now, like that will make you feel better. And I also really like, you might be pleasantly surprised. And I think especially with how much the industry has grown people might not like make fun of you as much as you're thinking because I was so, so, so mortified for so long. And then I remember when like the pandemic was like, when class was starting to happen and I was having to start seeing people and like I had been posting for like almost a year now, like pretty consistently about social media, like people obviously had seen it. People were more like curious, like asking me like, Mm -hmm. what was going, like, what was I doing? Like, oh, I saw you were working with that brand. Like what's going on with that? Like, are you making money off this? Like people were genuinely 
wanting to know questions, asking me stuff. And also people were like, how do, how can I do it? Like, can you help me? Like, can you help me out? And I never, never, never thought that would be the reaction. And I think surrounding yourself with people that are gonna support you, not make fun of you, not tear you down. And like, obviously people have definitely made fun of me, like behind my back, like totally, like everyone's done that about everyone. Mm -hmm. So like, it doesn't like really matter. But I think if this is something that you really want to do, today is the day to start, like literally waiting till tomorrow is like too late. Like I always wish that I started earlier because like it's just exploded so much since then. So definitely today is the day to start, like try it out, make that new account, block all the people in it and like just start coming up with some sort of strategy that you can stay consistent with. And like, don't let anyone's opinions get to you because they're going to be the ones asking like, how did you do this? Like, let me know how you did it. And I have girls from my high school that were so mean to me being like, go Claire, like love this outfit. Oh my God, oh you have the best God. style ever. And I'm like, you literally <laughs> didn't acknowledge me all of high school and you like, made fun of me. So yeah, you will be so surprised and it'll be like a ha ha moment for you. So I just, I would recommend if you want to try it, like definitely just like give it six months, just try it out for six months and see what happens. Cause I can tell like, you will be so surprised with like the results you get. Yeah. I love that advice so much. And it's interesting because like the opinions of the, that we let us stop from doing things is the people we don't even care about. It's so interesting. Like people we that love you and support you. It's like, for some reason we don't care about that. It's like, we only care about the negative opinions of these random people. So that's actually, yeah. Just, like, block everyone. And you're, and you're going to find your community of people that do like you on mm-hmm. social media, which will be like really fulfilling too. And being able to like tap into that and like see that you're actually impacting other people's lives and that they like you and that they relate to you and you can like meet like friends through Instagram like I met so many like of my like good friends like through Instagram and stuff which Mm -hmm. is just so crazy so I just wouldn't like write it off because you're nervous what other people would think because that held me back for so long and that's such a big regret that I have that I didn't like just go for it and like try it out and see what would happen yeah Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I feel like I've learned so much today. I'm like, can we just talk all day long? <laughs> I um, know we need to do a part two because I we love need talking to do a part about, two. I feel like there are so many things that we didn't even get into. I know. I know. There's just like too much. I, I could talk about this stuff all day long. Too, oh yeah. So. I know. It's, it's yeah. literally my why. It's my why for TikTok. Yeah. That's why I do it. Cause it's just something you can talk <laughs> about for hours. That is your why. Totally. It's so interesting. It's so fun too to like find people who are as like obsessed because you're like, there's just like too much. Yes. To discuss. Like, there's so many different ways you could go. So, okay. Well, I hope you guys listening have your like pencils and notebooks out because I feel like we have learned so much today. Yeah. The so, notebook is full now. Like, the notebook's people full. Are like, yeah, like, the notebook is full. <laughs> no pages left. Like we're going to need a new notebook for the next episode. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can everyone book a coaching call with you, your TikTok or Instagram, everything? Well, obviously link everything, but where can everyone find yes. you? Yes. So on Instagram and TikTok, I am Claire Liz underscore. And then if you want to book a one-on-one social coaching call with me, you can go to my TikTok link in bio. It's my stand store. I also have like pitch script templates, media kit templates. Like I have a work with brand bundle. Like if you're just starting out, I have a bundle for you too. So I have a ton of good resources on there as well. That would be cool to check out and I would love to meet with you guys it's like my favorite part of my job out of everything is like meeting with people one-on-one and like actually talking to them and helping them out it's like so Mm -hmm. rewarding so I would love to meet with you guys awesome well thank you so much for coming the podcast we'll see you very we'll see you soon very soon so yes thank you so much for having me 